This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. You know, BC has been waiting for some time for some help in dealing with money laundering. And yesterday with the federal budget, there was some hope that we had heard there would be some measures in there. And there were. What they proposed is a federal money laundering task force for this year to try to crack down on that corrupt money that is flowing through real estate trades, casinos, particularly in those hot zones like right here in Metro Vancouver and in Toronto. So it's $200 million over the next five years. And some of that will be used to create the Anti-Money Laundering Action and Coordination Team, as always, has a great acronym. It's ACE. Uh, That aims to bring together agencies including the RCMP and FinTrack and others to better share information. So that all sounds good, right? But will it actually work or is it just for show? Is it practical? That's what we're going to talk about now with the help of Gary Clement, who's the president and CEO of the Clement Advisory Group, the former national director of the RCMP's money laundering program. Gary, thank you so much for joining us. Good afternoon, Simi. It's a real pleasure. What did you think when you heard about these anti-money laundering measures? Like, do you think these are going to work? Well, first of all, you know, when you look at it on the surface, um, at least it shows that somebody's going to do something. The, the, the questions I would have and the concerns I still have, we know that when the RCMP had the integrated proceeds of crime programs in the late 80s throughout the 90s, the biggest dilemma that they faced and, and the biggest problem that we, we dealt with when I was still in the force at that time was the fact that we weren't maintaining or keeping people with the required expertise in the units. And that's mainly because policing being paramilitary results in promotions, and most of those promotions occurred outside of, of that expert area of expertise. That has to be addressed very much like you would look at with an FBI agency where people stay in their area of expertise. And that is really something, if they're going to be serious about this, is an absolute requirement. The second concern I would have, I didn't notice any talk about integrated policing beyond FinTrack, beyond um, um, taxation. But if you go back to the concept of the former integrated units, it also allowed for municipal or provincial forces to uh, have resources put into these units and also have those uh, individuals paid for under the, the umbrella of this, of this government initiative. Um, in order to get expertise in, a, in a, a fashion that's going to make a difference, the RCMP is going to have to look at that or look at contracting outside individuals that are are experts in the field because it takes about five years to build up an expertise to really do an effective job and i think right now the biggest dilemma is the lack of expertise yeah you mentioned some of the former units the way they used to do this did that older approach did that work it worked with the exception that the rcmp could not get around the fact that uh, uh their promotional system constantly resulted in a, a an ongoing training mode for these units because people generally that went in them are some of the uh, all-stars of investigators, and as a result, they were highly promotable. So they got promoted into units outside of that area of expertise. And I argued that we need to drop the rank and go to, go to skill-based pay because in that way you operate very much like you would in the private sector, 
don't invest uh, twenty five, thirty thousand into training to get somebody up to skill, and then allow them to move off into another area. It would be like having a, a medical physician go off into dentistry. It doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. So if you lose, were those people ever replaced then? If you had people with great skill, they're moving off, you would think that you'd replace them. Well, you replace them, but unfortunately you replace them with a lesser set of skills requiring you to, again, train them up to a standard. And that's where the revolving door syndrome that often happens in uh, police specializations has to stop. And we have to look at policing in the 21st century and not the way it was done in, in a paramilitary-style organization. What has prevented us, Gary, in your opinion, from really tackling this in the last few years? Like, clearly it's been running amok, particularly here in BC. What stops, you know, law enforcement from going, hey, we've got a problem, we've got to, we've got to do something about that? Well, I almost hate to say it, but I've argued this now for probably about the last decade. And, and you know, the RCMP tries to be all things to all people. Um, their municipal con- or their uh, uniform contracts, people have to understand, they are contracts. They're really outside of the real mandate of the RCMP. And as a result, they have to service those contracts. That does not make them then be a a leader in federal policing, what you would see with an FBI agency or the Drug Enforcement Agency in the United States, where that's their sole mandate. So oftentimes federal policing gets left behind. And I, you know, I I think that's been a bit of a dilemma for the RCMP, trying to bring all things to all people. And unfortunately, the federal side is often sacrificed. So do you think that it almost needs to be like split into two? Well, Either split into two, I, I know going with, back a few years ago when I, I actually put in for the commissioner's job, I wrote that if I uh, was involved, I would either do away with contracts over a period of time or put a Chinese firewall between contract policing and federal policing so that uh, federal policing uh, maintained it, its level of expertise. And it's the only way it's going to work. Right. So you think in the meantime that they don't, there's not enough attention that is paid to something that is a federal issue. Correct. There is not. And there hasn't been for a number of years, not for lack of trying, but for lack of resources, lack of budgets and lack of expertise. And and I, I don't want to take anything away from the good work of the officers out there because there's some highly qualified, but through no fault of their own, a lot of their skills have been um, lesson just because of the way they've staffed uh, over the last few years. So then how, I guess what a lot of us wonder when we, we've been talking about these stories, Gary, is that how could something like this go unnoticed? Like at FinTrack or other places or even the Canada Revenue Agency or the RCMP, like does these egregious things that we see happening, do they go unnoticed or is there just nobody who can do anything about it? No, I think to be in, in fairness, I think they've, they I have been noted. I mean, the former Commissioner Paulson uh, raised it with the uh, parliamentarians about the fact that because of the uh, having to look strictly at a lot of the terrorist issues, uh, organized crime and suffering immensely. And that's been going on since uh, 9-11. Um, and nothing was done about it. Um, that's why... You know, I look at this and I, you know, as I said, it's at least they're finally recognizing that something has to be done. But I think we have to, you know, think outside the box, become very proactive at it and say, okay, how do we get started tomorrow? What is a utopia to have a, uh, you know, a a, a experienced uh, investigative team 
made up of both private and public sector that can go out and be effective and efficient. And that's that's the only way this is going to work in the short term. So is this then a good first step, potentially? Well, the money's there. I guess now it's up to how manage uh, how management will uh, staff these positions and whether there's a commitment on the part of RCMP management not to allow these people to be constantly rotating out of these specialized units. If that continues, then I can tell you we're never going to be effective. Gary, thank you very much for your take on this. Thank you very much, and have a great day. You too. That's Gary Clement. He's the president and CEO of the Clement Advisory Group. He was the former national director of the RCMP's money laundering program, so he knows of what he speaks.